welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like capital ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It would mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy. If you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy, you can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. A part of my segments before, I do them a little bit different. Um, I try to make them interactive. I try and give you some takeaways before the weekend so that you can implement these things into your business. And what I am going to do 
is at the top of the room, I'm going to pin a link. If you go to the top of the room and you click that link, where that link is going to bring you, as soon as it decides that it actually wants to paste, is YouTube. And you're gonna come hang out with me. You're not gonna have to be on screen, so don't worry about that. It is early in the morning, and I, even for me, definitely not something that uh, I would expect everybody to want to be able to do first thing in the morning, is we're gonna hang out on YouTube, and I'm gonna walk you through four ways to make sure that you're, you're attracting more in business and life. And I was really thinking about my segments in terms of how I could bring value and do them differently, right? I don't like doing the same presentations every single week and just walking you through a slide deck. I am gonna give you a slide deck at the end of the presentation so you can review it because I talk really fast and that's one of the reasons why I do the slide deck. But I wanted to feature somebody that I absolutely love. So the link is up now. If you go over to that link, it's gonna bring you into the YouTube Live. There is a chat log in the right-hand side. I'll be giving shout outs, connecting with a whole bunch of people there. And it's a community, right? This is a way to bring the breakfast table into the virtual realm. So welcome to the Justin verse. We're going to go live in about five minutes. I'm going to introduce you to a friend of mine. Um, I'm not the smartest guy in the room, but I know a lot of people who are very intelligent and I'm an eternal student. So in today's episodes, I'm going to introduce you to a gentleman named Andy C, who's on pace to sell a billion dollars in real estate and doesn't really do any social media. I think he has one post on Instagram and has built a business strictly around mindsets and you know, we did a practical and tactical room with him on Clubhouse, and it was incredible. Um, I transcribed it. I sat down, really dove in deep, and I tried to extract four of the main principles from that interview that really I've implemented in my life since we did it back in, like, March, and have made a difference. So I wanted to share that with you all. So I'm going to dig right into it. I'm going to hit the live button. Anybody that wants to jump in, feel free, and I'm going to see you on YouTube in a quick minute. Good morning. If you are wondering how to attract more business and have a more fulfilling life, today we're going to break down four simple ways to do that. I think a lot of people get stuck in the mud, um, just in the different things that they have to do when they're in business or getting into business and developing a skill set. Right now, I am on Clubhouse in Breakfast with Champions, and I just listened to my boy Ram Castillo, builds life by design and really thinks by design, and he was extrapolating how discovering your minimal viable product before you just go out there and start marketing could be a great way to enter a marketplace versus just creating a landing page and just hoping for the best made me think about this segment. I'm like, well, how can I give value to people that are looking to, you know, attract more business and just have a better life? And I'm like, well, I know some pretty cool people. And one of the cool people that I know, I actually met on this application. And one of these cool people that I met, I'm going to introduce you to, and I'm going to break down a segment that we did with him talking about mindset and how he got to being a billion dollar broker in a very short period of time from selling Cutco knives to selling some of the most beautiful homes in Silicon Valley. And some of his answers may actually surprise you. And it might be more simple than you think. If you've never met me before this channel, we talk all things real estate media, but truthfully, it's just a place where I share a lot of the things that were shared with me to get people to the next level Thank you, everybody that came over from the Clubhouse room. Just hit that subscription button because we're dropping these videos once a week. Um, that consistency of what I need to focus on that Clubhouse has given me is the reason why I'm pumping these videos out every single Friday. Good morning, Kate Volman. Good morning, Tora Marie, Scott K. Nice to see all of you on the stream. And if you're in the Clubhouse room, you can scroll to the top 
and you can hit the little link button and you can join us on YouTube and YouTube. Make sure you download Clubhouse and you jump over to Breakfast with Champions. It keeps me going. And I see you, Siga, and I see you, Janice Jensen. You are awesome. You are very, very consistent people. So I'm going to share my screen, but I'm going to be cognizant that I'm on Clubhouse and I have an earpod in. So I'm going to make sure this is an interactive segment, both audio and visually. Every single week when I do these segments, sorry, give me one second. It's not actually letting me share my screen for some reason. One moment. This is what happens with technology sometimes. Okay, it's not actually letting me share my screen. So this is the first time this has ever happened. Thank you, StreamYard, for that. I'm going to see if I can share the other screen. Just bear with me one second, guys. Okay, I'm actually going to log. Well, I don't think I can log out and log back in. This is the first time this has ever happened on StreamYard, but I'm going to walk you guys through it audibly, and you can look at my face if we're on StreamYard. You can still jump in the chat. I see Monica Ricci. By all means, I'm actually going to be watching the chat at the same time. I'll trim this portion of the video and after so I can see the takeaways and get the comments at the same time. And I do have a slide deck that I will send out. So if you go to justinconico.com slash resources, I don't sell any courses. I can't do any coaching. I have no time. But I do send the slide decks out for free after I do the presentations because I want you to literally print it off, talk about it with your business partners, your spouse, and kind of break down the concepts and then come back to me and tell me what you got. Good morning, Global Digital Marketers. I see you as well, too. And Peter Ong, what's up? So four ways to make sure you're attracting more in life and businesses. We're going to do this fully audibly, which is going to be awesome because we're so used to the audio platforms. And the first step is going to be explaining to you who the gentleman that I'm speaking about is. So Andy T is a very interesting character. Runs the T group in Silicon Valley, floating around Clubhouse all the time, and was one of those guys in the beginning of Clubhouse that when he would speak, you almost had to start looking him up to be like, well, is this guy real? Because you had a lot of people on Clubhouse saying that they were accomplishing a lot of very big things, but when you started digging into them, you saw that there was no wizard behind the curtain, right? Like, really, what people were putting forth wasn't in actuality what they did. And I think we're in a space and a time where a lot of people can claim to be coaches and build communities very, very quickly with no actual substance behind them. I started looking into Andy T. I started seeing that he's the real deal. He is a gentleman that is doing the thing and is in Silicon Valley and selling some of the most expensive homes on the planet. But what I noticed about him was he had a very simple mindset around the business. And in my business, especially today, everybody in real estate thinks they need to worry more about creating their next TikTok than they do learning the actual skill set of real estate because they see selling sunset, they see other people going viral on Instagram and TikTok and social media. And yes, content production is important. I focus on real estate and marketing, right? That is kind of my jam. So I got to create content. That That's something you can't do. But I look at a guy like Andy and I'm like, well, we clicked on his Instagram profile early on in Clubhouse. Guy had no posts. We actually made a little game out of it, and we got him a thousand followers without a single post. And he said, "I will post one post if you get me to a thousand followers." I just checked his profile because I was going to share it with you guys. So go see him on Instagram and let's get that count up. He's almost at two thousand followers, and the guy hasn't posted anything since that original post. So there's an indication that you know posting on social media isn't necessarily absolutely critical if you're somebody like Andy, but then we started asking Andy, like, what do you actually do then? If, if you're not worried about 
posting on social media, you're not worried about content production to generate business, which seems to be the trend in our industry. What are you actually doing? He's like open houses and I'm meeting people and I'm making sure that they're really well qualified and they're prepared to buy right now. So for the consumers out there, when you're working with the real estate agents, depending on when you call them, a lot of times they're trying to ascertain, like, are you looking to buy or sell right now? Six to nine months, a year to two years from now, and then they're going to get you in their database and they're going to nurture you and provide you value and hopefully develop a relationship so that they can do business in like six to nine months. And Andy wasn't in that mindset, completely different. He was like, well, no, are you ready to transact right now? Because I'm, I'm busy enough that all of my focus has to be focused on my clients that are ready to do something right now, a buy or a sell. And that triggered something to me for this conversation of, you know, how are you thinking about your business? How is your mindset when it comes to your consumers? Because in our industry, here's the reality. If you're a consumer, I bet you think agents are a dime a dozen because they are. Our industry kind of did it to ourselves. But if you're in a position like somebody like Andy, well, now you're in a position where consumers are the same as agents, right? Like there's a lot of consumers out there that you could be chasing and working with, and they could be a dime a dozen just like agents. But there's also consumers that are ready to transact and work with right now. There are ultra high value, just like if you're a consumer, there are agents out there that are ultra high value as well. And truthfully, the people you want to work with aren't the ones that are thirsty for your business and will tell you anything just to work with you and get you to sign a contract. The ones you want to work with are the ones that are uber professional and can call their shots, really, right? And are in a position where they have such an expertise in what they do that they can demand a level of quality from the clients they're working with and their clients can demand a level of quality from them. So that was the first thing that really got my attention with Andy was he kept it really, really simple. He was doing like six open houses a weekend and just making sure he was working with people that were looking to transact. Now, since I met Andy on Clubhouse, I, I consider him a brother now in arms. Um, we spent a lot of time chopping it up on a lot of different ideas. I had him on the Prime People podcast, which was amazing. And actually one of the coolest things about Andy that a lot of people don't know is the philanthropy that he does is more important to him than anything. If you actually go to that episode of Prime People and you go to the end of the episode, I ask him like, why are you doing all this, right? Because we can make a lot of money, but what's the point? Um, and he broke down Castle, the uh, Children's Court Services nonprofit he works with where he mentors young children that are in really, really difficult situations and maybe won't ever have a leg up on life. And he talked about the legacy and the impact of what he's going to leave behind through that. So that should give you an idea of the man's character. Um, when people hear billion dollar broker and they get really distracted with all the fanciness and everything, that should be a good leading indicator um, or sorry, a good lagging indicator of his success, but a leading indicator of his success is more what he's actually doing on right now. You know, he talked about mindset in the episode as well. So I'm going to start breaking down some of the principles, but the mindset kind of overarching principle is an important one. He indicated that if you don't have the right mindset, you won't get far. You can have all the talent and skills in the world, but if you're not in the right headspace, it's not going to work out. And there's three things that you need to do to actually establish the proper mindset to start attracting the right business into your life. And first, you got to change your perspective. Second, you got to think big picture. And then lastly, you want to develop a winning attitude, like relentless positivity. Even Andy, myself, I bet you tons of people that are on the stage right now experience adversity and failure all the time. But a winning attitude can change everything. Say adversity happens in your life and you have a team member that comes to you with a problem within your organization that you can fix and it's complex, but you take it 
in a very negative way because it's not exactly how you want it to be served the information. Your attitude can determine the outcome from that point on. You can take that piece of information, you can implement it and potentially grow an even larger organization or fix a hole in the boat that's gonna stop it from sinking or you can just shut your eyes, indicate that you know the way you do things is how you're gonna do it. You're not gonna apologize for any changes that you're gonna make and you're just gonna forge forward. There's two different attitudes that you can have in those types of situations. So which attitude are you gonna have? There's a winning attitude and there's a losing attitude at all. And he also indicated that when people hear mindset, they often think that changing their thoughts or attitude, which is definitely part of it, but there's so much more than that. Most people never bother to look into the deeper meaning and just accept what society tells them, which is mainly due to a weak mindset. This was such a key point in our interview that we did on Clubhouse. And he was talking about how people just tell you what's possible as if they have all the answers. You can't accomplish more than they're telling you. It's great to know that there's a blueprint in place for success. It's great to look at other businesses and model what they are doing, but you should be looking for indicators beyond what's possible and having a wider, stronger mindset than the industry is telling you. Real estate, we can keep going back to this because I know this industry like the back of my hand. I got in the business and in real estate, the first thing I was told is call or DM and call all of your friends on Facebook, tell them that you're in real estate and do they know anybody looking to buy or sell real estate? I called three people and they all kind of chirped me and were tongue in cheek about it. Be like, yeah, Justin, like you've never talked to me like this before. Like whatever, we, we ended up having a nice little banter about it. I realized that's not how I want to approach this business, right? I want to do it differently because agents doing the same thing all the time just become ubiquitous, posting the same market update, the same boring information. Like it's just not gonna attract the right consumers. So I started swimming towards the blue ocean. And then recently I've noticed trends in my industry where everybody seems to be going towards the same model and we are shifting even further the other way. Um, we're doing a vlog and we're gonna launch it next week all around the perfect day and how we structure our day and whatnot. And in that vlog, we talk about our team structure. And then I actually started getting rid of the word team. I bet you if you're a consumer or somebody watching this or you're in real estate, team is a pretty common word in the industry. Only it doesn't really mean anything because there's about a thousand different versions of what a team actually means. So I've actively been changing the language of team to platform. I also identified that in my industry, what society tells me is success is not necessarily my version of success, right? When I'm looking at how people quantify success and extrapolate it to the public, that's their version of what success means to them. Money could be an indicator of success. How about relationships? How about time? How about quality of life? How about how happy my wife is when I get home to see her? How about the legacy that I'm leaving my daughter and how I'm treating my daughter and how my daughter reacts to me? Because again, men have a terrible habit of doing this too, where we get into this cadence that we're working to take care of the family because that's our role, right? Guard, guide, guard, guide and govern. Yet the one thing that they want, Amanda's actually on stage, Amanda Dahl says this all the time, the one thing that they want is time. She says, Love. Hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorningfive.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day.
love is spelled T-I-M-E. So how are you tracking from that perspective? And don't be defined by other people's versions of success. So his number one principle when he got into the business was actually goal and growth setting. So when he got into the business, getting a direction of where he wanted to go, but then also setting long-term and short-term goals so that he could work towards those. He indicated that a lot of times people get into, go through life with no direction or purpose. They kind of just float along and they never really put any thought into what they want to achieve. There was a segment right before this with Ram where he talked about the design aspect of sales and you know, making sure that you're tracking to see, is there an audience for the product you're looking to sell? This is the same thing. You just have to do it with your life. So making sure that you are goal and growth setting and constantly checking in on those. The methodology that I like to use is typically once a year, we do a map and we map the five main important things in our life, which would be faith, or faith, fitness, family, fun, finances. And then underneath all of those, we kind of track where are we today we track where do we want to be next year? Where do we want to be a year from then? And then we do exactly what Andy said. We set a short-term goal and a long-term goal. I would say a short-term goal, 60 to 90 days is kind of that magic number where you're going to see whether you actually want to accomplish this thing or not. 30 days is almost a little bit too quick because a month can go by very, very quickly. But as soon as you get to like that 60, 90 day range, if you haven't done it in 60, 90 days, you need to reevaluate your goal and see if it's what you actually want to accomplish. I'll give you an idea of a goal that we're working on right now. So a 60 day goal that we had back in January was to rip apart our entire transaction coordination system from contract to close the entire process of when you bring a file to prime, what happens with it every single step of the way, and then seeing who's responsible for what are we doing it at 110% capacity? Where are the holes? Where can we fix the opportunities? And we are in February and we're almost done. So we're almost two months in, I probably have about two more weeks left of that transaction coordination kind of tearing apart to get to that goal. But yeah, it was a super important thing that we had to accomplish and we're tracking to it. I won't go into all my goals and growth because then we'll be here for an hour and I've only got about 15 more minutes. Now we are on Clubhouse at the same time as we're live on YouTube. If you're on Clubhouse, you can actually scroll to the top of the screen, tap the link, come into the live chat. I'll jump into the chat and give some shout outs here real, real quick. If you're on YouTube, just download the app, come find me and come hang out with breakfast with the champions. This room has been bananas lately. I walked in the other day and I literally said to the private group chat, I was like, I think I just sneezed and came back and like the Avengers of clubhouse are all on stage. Just absolute Titans of industry. We're just chopping it up and sharing things. Oh, we got a bunch more people in the room. If you're in the room, just hit that share button and get it out to more people. I see Jackie. I see Debbie Dowling. Good morning, Jackie. Good morning, Amanda Dahl. Yes. Love is spelled T-I-M-E. That is very, very true. So what we're going to do is we're going to go through the next three principles. And I'm going to jump back in the clubhouse room. We do some private kind of Q&A and open forum discussion after. Um, another principle that Andy said really helped him grow was actually public speaking. I was very surprised when I did this slide deck yesterday. And I was like, yeah, I wonder how public speaking was such an important principle for him for growth. And it said it really helped him put himself out there and get taking risks, right? I don't remember if he mentioned if he did Toastmasters or something along those lines, but there's a thousand different ways you can get good at public speaking. One way is you can go on Clubhouse and you can put your hand up in rooms and you can talk, right? And you'll be shocked. Everybody in the beginning gets the sweaty palms and they get really nervous and they're like, I don't know what I'm going to say. They flub their words. I flub my words in my content. You know what I realize? 
People are so busy in their own lives. They're too busy to care if I'm messing up a word here or there. So you don't need to worry about that, but you do have to put yourself out there in different ways so that that forced attrition makes you grow, right? A muscle doesn't grow without some type of resistance. It's the same thing with mindset, personality, and public speaking. And I, I bet you I can attest to it. A lot of people on stage here, um, I will ask them after when we're going into the Q&A, what was it like for them when they started doing public speaking? I bet you we're going to have some fun stories. I'd love to hear from Ramon after actually Ramon, when we go off YouTube, I'm definitely going to ask you about what it was like for you when you started speaking because you have such a beautiful cadence. The number three principle, having a routine. Um, I espouse this through and through because if I don't have a routine, I can become very undisciplined and I'll keep it very simple. A morning routine, a nighttime routine. And then I would say a structure of daily habits would be helpful for you. Now I'll caveat this by saying you're not going to hit it a hundred percent of the time. So like, don't get down on yourself. If for some reason you don't hit your morning routine or you don't wake up on time or you're not hitting it a hundred percent every single day, the self-defeating narratives, they're gone. They don't exist. We are taking that out of your brain. It's no longer part of it. And instead we're putting in structure and things that you want to do and you want to accomplish. So I'll read you the structure of what my day typically looks like. And I have this, I'm using an app called Trello. It's a productivity planner and I have different boards. So I have a board for my personal life and then I have a board for my business. And then I have different lists in that board. One is goals today. And I have my five like moonshot goals that I have at the top. But then here's my structure that I, I wrote out and it took me years to get here. So initially it was wake up at five. Now it's wake up at 4.30. Don't touch the phone, write down gratitude and goals, memorize a Bible verse, move, which is working out or stretching, plan, which is typically planning my day. So mind sweeping and time blocking, learning, grabbing a book or a course and learning something or a skill set, doing communications, emails, balls up, sending out an encouraging message, mind sweeping, time blocking, doing emails, delegating, Building, which is keeper time, working on my business. Finder time, which is finding business, going out and actually calling and prospecting. I use a 555 methodology. So five people I know, five people I don't know, five people I want to know. And if you're curious about how to build those lists of people, we can dig into that in another episode. Pretty simple. You can find people everywhere. Then I have a time block for community. So going into the different groups that I'm part of, it could be the real estate groups on Facebook my YouTube communities, Breakfast with Champions, whatever it's gonna be, and engaging with that group. So not just going there and scrolling the feed and hitting like, 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 it's actually commenting thoughtfully on those different groups. Then I have a time block where I create. I typically write, I take photos, or I do some form of content. It could be video on my phone or whatever it's gonna be. Um, and these are small time blocks, right? And again, I built this over a very long time, but the structure is very helpful for me. Then I have my family, my relationship, don't eat any food after 8 p.m., mind sweep, wind down, stretch, pray, go to bed by 10, and then eat clean and a bunch of other stuff there. The reason I'm giving you that routine, the more I do it, the less I actually have to look at that list. I don't think I've looked at that list in close to six or seven months. I realize I actually have to update a few things in there that I've tweaked over time, but having a routine creates a levity and a, a lack of me having to worry about, well, like, what do I have to do today? And what are the key things that are going to move my life forward? A lot of those things that I talked about, they transcend into business of like my finder time. Maybe I do have a list of specific people I have to follow up with, 
but that's not the point. Having a routine where every day between 10 and 11.30, all I'm doing is prospecting, then puts my body and my mind in a position where it knows exactly what it's going to do. So by the time that time comes around, I'm ready to rock. I'm in the mindset. I'm not distracted. I've got my phone. All my internet tabs are closed. And I'm just getting to work. Same thing with my content community time and everything else as well. The number four principle, and again, this slide deck, I will send it out for free. If you go to the YouTube channel um, and hit subscribe, it'll be in the links after the video. Um, I think it'll take a, the team probably to like mid-afternoon to get the slide deck out, but you can have this for free. The fourth principle is he wrote down self-help books. Um, personal development is really what it was. So Andy started going crazy early on when he was in the industry. He was selling knives for Cutco. Again, you can listen to the podcast. It's fire. But he talks about how he thought he was a weirdo because when other people were you know, going to Daytona Beach for spring break, he was going to like Tony Robbins conferences. I thought the same thing with me. Like I really liked working. I don't know why. I always had a million different jobs. I've been a DJ, I've been a barback, I've been a bouncer, I was a butcher, I worked at a fish shop, I was a landscaper, I worked in an auto shop doing high-end tires. And it was like all my friends are out doing their thing and I just, I was always working, right? And it was really the personal development that he was looking for in these different places that led him to where he is today. So I'd love for people to jump in the chat and let me know some personal development that you have done over the years that have helped you level up I can tell you for myself, it's being in different spaces, right? Working with Sean Cannell and the Think Media team in the Video Ranking Academy has helped me a lot with my YouTube. Working with the Sirhan team in the real estate space, you know, helping get clarity around my brand and working with Ryan as a mentor for the last couple of years has been one of the integral reasons why Shannon and I keep growing the business because we have a community of people that are also looking to develop themselves personally and looking to share. But it's interesting because I also notice when you're in different personal development communities and coaching platforms, be aware of who you are around. Sometimes you're in communities where it is completely just about the leader and they could care less about the people below them. They're not listening to them. They're just focused on what they're trying to accomplish and they're not helping level up the community versus the ones that I have found that are really leading by servitude and listening to the issues that are happening within the communities, what issues need to be solved and addressing those to me when i'm in the personal development space when i find those communities that's where the magic is um, scott mcgillivray from the tv show income property longtime friend of mine he has an investment network called keyspire i'm actually speaking at that network all weekend it's a three-day event there's typically over 500 investors that come to these conferences and think of it like a farmer's market for real estate so my job as a service provider is bring them off market deals, help them enter our marketplace with a black belt level skill set and really like provide a white glove concierge service, right? That's, that's what the idea is. If you're a member and you paid for the membership, you get access to some stuff that we do that nobody else does. And it's almost like you're getting an employee. We're running numbers for you. We're finding deals. We're killing deals. We're at properties. We're working with property managers. Like we are a full blown team for you. The reason I'm bringing this up is it wasn't that in the beginning when Scott started this network and the membership, I remember going to the first conference and I had a binder of a couple properties completely unprepared. And a whole bunch of us were really new to it. And we're like, we don't even know what this is. We don't know what the members want. We started auditing the members and seeing where their pain points were and trying to solve those pain points. And then Scott and the crew kept leveling up their platform year after year after year. That's where, again, just like this breakfast table, 
we thought about it as how much food can I bring to the table? I'll go back, get some more. Scott goes back, get some more. The members would come back, get some more and bring it all to the table. You can really create a community and a mindset around business and growth and attract the right people and the right business. And that's what this video was about. It was really about how to achieve attracting the right people and business into your life, but then also making sure that you're being cognizant of the life that you want to create. So I'm going to actually steal a little bit from my man, Ram, and indicate that you should be doing a little bit of research first into the market or the life that you want to create and then engineering it by design. What I will do on a future episode of these segments is I'll figure out a way to get my stream yard working with a video camera and I'm probably going to lean on my man Ram because he's here early sometimes to come on live with me and talk about life by design. But I thank you so much for spending time with me on the YouTube channel. Hit that subscription button so you don't miss any future episodes. I see Peter Ong, Global Digital Marketing Leaders, Debbie Dowling, so many, Linnell Burns, what's up? Nice to see you too. I'm all hanging out in the chat, but we're going to go back to Clubhouse for the next 15 minutes. We're going to chop it up on this topic and I'm going to start tossing the mic around, but I'll see you next Friday. All right, so I'm closing it out on YouTube and I'm back on Clubhouse. First question that I always have, did you hear anything I said? Or hopefully the connection was live. Can somebody give me a little bit of feedback? Woohoo! Hey, is that Kim Wild Phillips? I see you, Kim. That was quite the segment you did yesterday. We got you. Yeah, well, you were quite a great guest. Oh, it was awesome. Yeah, she uh, she did. Yeah. Anyways, I'll let her dig into that after. It was fire. My wife was uh, watching it, and I got some amazing tips from Mr. Wonderful himself that I'm implementing in my business. So that was absolutely amazing. I'm going to go back to the principles, though, because I do want to take the next 15 minutes. I want to toss the mic around. And I want to talk about those four principles, growth and goal setting, public speaking, having a routine, and then personal development. Um, the public speaking is the one I want to jump to first because I told Ramon I would call on him. Are you there, Ramon? Can you flash your mic before I just toss it over to you? Oh, there he is. Perfect. So, Ramon, my question to you is, was public speaking scary for you and how did you start doing it? Because I think we need to encourage some people. Oh, thank you, Justin. It's good to, hear, good to be here, man. Good to hear your voice. Hey, everybody. And ironically, Justin, right now I'm in Orlando, Florida at the National Speakers Association, one of their national conferences, ironically. But a few things. Um, and yes, public speaking was scary for me when I first started. And maybe scary is not the right word. Anxious, whatever it would be, uh, trepidation. And even tomorrow, I have a speech I have to give tomorrow, Justin, to hundreds of professionals speakers. I am, as it were, freaked out. These are the best in the business. But maybe two or three things I'll just share. I think one, be yourself. I think that's very helpful. Two, do practice the art of public speaking. It is a practice like anything else. I think three, know who you're speaking to. Four, tell a story. And that doesn't mean you want to tell stories all the time because that gets insanely boring. But Les Brown does it well, right? He tells stories a part of what he does. Five, I think it's important to be a bit engaging. Everybody can't be me. Everybody can't be Justin. Everybody can't be Ram. Everybody can't be Kim. But some form of engagement is important. Six, a bit of humor does help. But if you're not humor, humorful, be very insightful, right? Simon Sinek's not the best ha-ha-ha guy in the world, but the guy is darn insightful. So I'll leave it at that. Those are a few things I've learned, Justin. But the most important thing is after you've practiced and you have the art down, then just be yourself. Because I can't be Kate. Kate can't be Scott. Scott can't be Amanda, and Amanda can't be Justin. We can just be us. So, brother, thank you. And your segment today, as always, was fire. I appreciate you so much, brother. I'm uh, going to pop over to Kim Walsh Phillips. Actually, we had this Success Fast event yesterday, and we were talking about personal development. If you got a second, I know you have a segment coming up, Kim, but I think this is so pertinent to this conversation. I mean, 
the principle around personal development, how important do you think it is for people to get into that space? It is epic. We, as young people, are given our personal development leaders and coaches are our folks who are amazing humans, but not trained in, typically, not trained in any way, shape, or form to be our personal development coaches and life coaches. And that's who we learn principles from. And they, my folks are amazing and they did the absolute best job that they can, but they taught me a lot of things that are jacked up. And so you, it's one thing to just learn a principle or discover a truth, but you literally have to create new wires in your brain. If we think about what we do each day, like I'm sipping on a cup of tea, so my voice is ready for a few minutes when I take over. And I don't have to think about like picking up the cup, putting the liquid in my mouth, swallowing it. Those things become second nature. And we take that for granted, but we also do that with some crazy wackadoodle thinking. And the only way that we can change that process is to change the way we think. We can't will ourselves to want to make things different. We can't even motivate ourselves to want things to be different. Things only become different when we can think about them differently. And that comes from following people who have successfully done that in their own lives and successfully led others to do the same. So yeah, it's huge. And um, it's a practice that I have every single day. I'm thankful that my kids are growing up with someone who is aware of the way the brain works and can guide them towards achieving the things that they want. But I also know that I need to put other people in their life that are better at it than I am with children. And I look to do the same thing in my own life. I spend over a quarter million dollars annually being coached and I am a coach. And anyone that you invest in as a coach better as heck tell you that they invest in themselves or else they are not continually working on their own brain. And that's something that's very important. So thanks for the question. No, I love it. I, I learned a lot yesterday being in that uh, success fast presentation. And it, it's so key, right? The eternal students that are out there, the people reinvesting in themselves and their knowledge. I do want to hear Jan's voice this morning about growth and goal setting. Jan, are you there? Just flash your mic really quick and I'll hit you with a question. I don't see the mic flashing and I don't want to toss hot mics for no reason. Scott Simons, are you there, my man? One quick thing, Justin. I'm sorry. We'll go to Scott in just a second. Uh, one note that you mentioned about yesterday. So we had Kevin on. We had a lot of really incredible thought leaders, like people who have $100 million businesses and people who are just starting. What's amazing is that from Kevin O'Leary from Shark Tank and some other individuals who were on, all of them said, that they constantly invest in learning. And that quote you had from Kevin, he said, I constantly, every single day, am learning how to do things better, and I choose to work with those who've already done it. And so that's huge, right? The, and that's a quick thing, and I'm actually interested in what Scott says and what you would say on this too. I believe that when we seek advice, we should seek advice from people who've not we would not only willing, be willing to trade places with, but be willing to trade places with them on the advice we are asking about. Have you had that guiding principle, Justin, in your own life and then Scott? Oh, without a doubt. Um, you know, we talked about these yesterday with Surian specifically. Like I was literally going to drop a lot of money on a coach um, that, oh, sorry, I just got an emergency. Sorry, my phone just went crazy. We got what's called an Amber Alert in Ontario, so I'll deal with that in a second. Um, yeah, when I invested in the relationship with Sir Hans, I was about to hire another coach that doesn't even sell real estate. 
right? At all. Like I was looking for a practitioner that was trying to build the thing I was trying to build. And the cool thing about the evolution of the relationship with Ryan is the same thing with Scott. Like I got Ryan early on before he had any coaching platforms or anything. So we were able to develop a very unique relationship that way. And I've seen the constant kind of growth journey that he's on and the thirst for knowledge and that he's a student of the game. Like they're launching some stuff in web 3.0 and they're looking to be innovators in their industry. And so am I. Right. And I also realized, like, you know, there is a veil that is over the majority of the population by some companies and old school companies that use, you know, lagging indicator metrics or, you know, I, I call them like use salesman car tactics of showing people one thing and saying, look at how amazing this is. But when you start digging into it, there's no substance behind it as encouragement, right? I look at it in a very positive light. I'll use this as an example. I saw a recent post, one of the largest brokerages on the planet. Um, they're growing very quickly and they were indicating that they gave back you know, over 200 million to their agents. And then I just, I'm just being competitive by nature. I started doing some quick math and then extrapolated to around $3,100 per agent that they put back in those agents' pockets. And then I realized that it wasn't actually money they put back in their pockets necessarily it was money that the agents actually paid into the company that they got back. But I digress. Even if it was $3,100 they put back in their pockets, I did a quick calculation of how much money I actually gave my agents, like flat out, they didn't have, it was my business that I gave them. And on average, we gave our agents $55,000. So more than 10x what that company did. And it was all perspective. And it was all through methodology of finding people that were doing the things that I wanted to do and looking at ways of doing things differently than the industry was doing it because the the leaders and i'll throw this back to you kim the leaders of today are operating at such a speed that they're executing way faster than these large companies and that's the example i was trying to make like kevin hiring you to go heavy into TikTok and social media when he's on tv like why would he do that kim like why is he a guy that can move so quickly when other people are moving so slowly he understands the fast path to success is finding the people who've already laid the roadmap out, have followed it, shown to be successful. And so he constantly is seeking those who are best in class in order to get himself there farther, faster. And what's amazing about that is he's also then coached all of his investments to do the exact same thing. And so he will take strategies, he will pay for best-in-class advice, he will implement it within his own investments and his own companies that he is part of, and then he takes all that advice and does the same exact thing for his Shark Tank investments. So a lot of people don't know is he basically created an incredible membership of them, and he brings them vendors only that are allowed to be brought to them after he has personally vetted them. And so going through that process has been amazing. All of his... Um, Shark Tank investments are incredible because they are people who are constantly seeking up-leveling, and uh, he has generated um, resources for them that he not only introduces, but he vets himself. Yeah, he's a fascinating guy, and speed kills. Like I do think in this instance, if people understand what's happening with Web 3.0, understand that you are Web 3.0. Back in the day, you know, Netscape or AOL, where this is the way you got the internet. They gave you what they wanted to give you, and that was it. Web 2.0, it's owned by a few smaller, a few large companies, but still a few companies that own the majority of the internet, Facebook and Google, unless you start going kind of off channel and trying to find other things, right? Web 3.0 in the future of the world is the people are the platform, right? And I think that's what we all want. Like the individual beauty and skill set that we all have 
and the inherent ability to go out and get good at the things that you're passionate about, I compare it to a whole bunch of jets that are flying in the sky. And maybe Kim's flying an F-22 and maybe Ramon's a B-12 bomber and maybe Scott Simons is a MiG. And they are, they're all different jets, different purposes. They do different things. But when they align themselves in the sky for a period of time, it's amazing what can happen and the proximity and the power that comes from that. But then they go off and do their things. And I think the communities that we're building and the individual purpose and passion are going to be the way of the future, aligning yourself with people that are doing the same thing. Scott, Simons, you are there, my man. I wasn't sure. Go ahead, brother. Hey, Justin, first of all, and Kim, great shares this morning. I'm actually on a racquetball court and taking a break, but I've got headphones on, so I'm actually multitasking. I just can't sit still, so I'm playing a game of cutthroat on a racquetball court, which means it's three people playing each other to 15. And um, But, you know, I'd love to weigh in and contribute, especially when you ask me to, um, you know, but talk about public speaking, um, just practice, you know, well, one thing that Andy Priscilla, which is one of the founders of Arte Syndicate is, is just talk to strangers, like go up to the grocery store, don't be weird about it. And if there's somebody that you don't know, just go up and strike up a conversation with them. And that, that helps you get over the fear of talking in front of people. It may just be one person. Then if you lead a team or if you're in a company, Obviously, when you go up and, and talk, I give a Saturday morning sales meeting every Saturday to about 75 people. And I've done that now for over 20 years. Then in the community, um, I'm going to go speak in front of the Chamber of Commerce. I'm going to go speak in front of young professionals. Any opportunity that I have to speak, I go and I speak. And then what happens is your schedule starts to fill up. And then when your schedule starts to fill up and you become more in demand, that's when you have to start charging prices. And then as you build that, and then you obviously record it and share it across social, your schedule when it starts to fill up and you look to see what your time is worth, that's when you start to charge. And that's how Andy Frisella now, if, you, if he'll even speak, he charges $100,000 for one hour because he kept raising his prices to the point where um, he was still getting booked. And, and so he you know, owns and runs First Form, you know, a supplement company that does, you know, a half a billion dollars in, in sales and is just growing. Um, and so that's how he took us through the journey of his to, to where he got on stage, where he was a, a speaker. Um, but it's just practice, you know, practice here on Clubhouse. Uh, whenever, before we start to speak, no matter how many segments you've done, we're all, when we unmute, we're a little bit nervous. I'm still to this day, I've got a segment coming up at eight o'clock that, uh, has to do with what's going on, you know, over in Ukraine. I don't really know what's going on in Ukraine. So I've got a, you know, a 17 year green beret that's going to come in and weigh in on it and share some insight because, you know, where do we get our information from? But that hour is, is me practicing speaking me right now, unmuting, coming off a racquetball court, listening to this great segment with Justin. I love your segments. I mean, you're so cutting edge and You've, you've just taken your segment to another level, brother, and I, I appreciate you. So anytime you call on me and I, I can hear, I'm going to come contribute because I respect you and, and all that you've given to this platform. Um, but yeah, but just practice speaking. Just, you know, we're all, we all think that we sound, you know, like I've been made fun of the way I speak, you know, my dialect. And what I find is, is the way I speak is actually something unique to me. 
So that's unique to me. And our uniqueness is what makes us special. So, you know, anytime you get an opportunity to speak, you know, speak in front of people and put yourself out there, you're going to think that, you know, you really, you're, you, uh, you, the imposter syndrome is going to kick in no matter how many times we speak. But it's a great segment this morning. I'm going to jump back on the racquetball court and, uh, and listen in. And good morning to everyone. Thank you for allowing me to contribute. Hey, Justin, can I add something to that? And Scott, thank you for what you shared. But after you amplify, just, uh, Scott, Justin, let me share after, after you. Go, please. Yeah, it's going to be Kim's segment. So by all means, Kim, and you can take over after Ramon. Thank you, Scott. And you just had a couple hot Scott tarts in the morning. So I'll eat those for breakfast. Thanks, bud. Oh, no, Kim. Okay, thank you, Kim. I, I, sorry about that. Thank you. I was going to add what Scott said about the interviewing is that practice is important. And there's different types of speaking, right? Interviewing is a skill set. Keynote speaking is a skill set. Workshop speaking is a skill set. So I just wanted to add that as well because everybody who can sell well is not a keynote speaker. Everybody who can keynote well is not the person that can give a four-hour workshop. So that's all I wanted to add. Kim Paul Phillips, Justin Conoco, it is all back to y'all people. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.